Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Calvin to talk about the draw with Hibs in the Edinburgh Derby. We chat a little bit about defeats to Rangers and Dundee and we preview Livingston in the Scottish Cup. I'm looking forward to, to a Moni podcast this week, Gordon. We've not had one in a while. Um, that performance last night was not the best, was it? I mean, we're going to start with Hibs, a nil-nil draw. Should have won the game, though, shouldn't we? Yeah, listen, it has been a while since we've had a, a, a Moni podcast. Um, I would say, well, to be fair, we've, we've had the odd Moni podcast because, I mean... We are moaners generally. I think this might be an angry podcast because I am quite livid, I have to say. Not necessarily with the derby. I mean, obviously, I'm annoyed that, that we didn't win the game because I felt that, that we created more than enough chances to actually win it. Obviously, denied two clear penalties. Um, a lot of the Hibs fans were saying after the game that somehow we got away with uh, a result. I think they're absolutely delusional um, because at the end of the day, like I say, although Hearts didn't play very well, um, I thought they still done more than enough to win the game. All Hibs really created, in, in my opinion, was um, well, the only time they were dangerous was from set plays. And uh, I thought, certainly the first half hour, um, the, the only time that they got the ball into the Hearts box was from either crosses um, or corners. And I thought, you know, Hearts kind of struggled a little bit, um, probably maybe fortunate not to concede from one of those set plays. But in the end, they, they, they got away with it. I think their best chance probably would have came from. Um, I think the, is the boy Rocky um, and Sims managed to, to get his head in first. That was probably the most dangerous chance, I thought, of the, of the lot. Um, obviously, there was one which was offside. It was clearly offside. Um, but then Sims, you know, is is fouled and how the referee doesn't give that as a penalty is an absolute disgrace. I don't think he even needs VAR. I think it's as clear as day. And Stevenson gets sent off, you know, because it, it would have been a second yellow card and Think if Hearts are uh, presuming Hearts score the penalty, um, but even if they don't, they would be playing against ten men. And I think with with that extra man, Hearts would have went on and created a, a lot more chances and would have eventually won the game. I think the goalkeeper makes a, a, a couple of really good saves in the second half from Sims. I think um, he's unlucky, particularly probably with his second one when he tries to go to the the goal he's near post, but he gets a strong hand. Um, and like I say, we, you know, it wasn't a particularly a great performance, but, you know, Derby's, uh, they're still tough games, you know, although Hibs are lacking a lot of quality and I think clearly Hearts are a better side. Um, when you've got a full house behind you, um, you're, you're always going to um, be a dangerous team and a difficult team to beat. But like I say, Hearts created more than enough chances on the night. Um, just unfortunately weren't clinical enough, but had the referee done his job properly. I mean, the second one's a shambles. Um Obviously, it comes from an absolute uh, gift, really. But um, then direct free kick, you know, the referee's standing, looking right at it. And he claims, that I think it comes off a chest or something. I mean, it's farcical, it really is. Um, it's a clear handball. He's in a great position. If he follows the ball, he'll clearly uh, see that it hits Stevenson's hand. And I think Hearts got a penalty at that time in the game. I think they, they, they would go on and score it and, um, and we deservedly get three points. But um, frustrating. Uh, because I think we could, we can, we definitely can play a lot better, obviously. But I think to go away from a derby and considering the fact with the chances that we did create, obviously they didn't create a chance from open play until the 88th minute. And credit to Toby Sibick because I thought he was really, really good. I thought it was his, you know, certainly his best game of the the, the lot so far. Um, I thought he won mostly everything in the air and, and had a, had a really, really good game. 
I thought Atkinson and Moore at the start of the game were a bit kind of all over the place. But I thought as the game settled, they kind of settled into it. Same with Halliday as well, picked up an early yellow, but credit to him, I thought he, he'd done okay after that. Um, like I say, it was an okay performance, but it, was, it wasn't great. But we'd done more than enough to win the game and uh, certainly two points dropped. Is it frustrating, Calvin, that it is two points dropped at Easter Road in the derby? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that probably shows how far we've come in recent years, though, to be going. I mean, we've actually been on a really good run down there of late. I think that's us no loss down there since, what, 2018? Early 2018? So I think that's partly why people will be quite disappointed because we've had far, far worse heart sides go down there against far better hip sides and come away with all three points. I think what Gordon says is exactly true. I think if at any point in the game we get the goal to put us ahead, I think we'd probably go and win the game quite comfortably. I think they were expecting a bit of a hammering off us, which is why you probably see the reaction at the end of the Hibs players and supporters when the, the final whistle went. They were a lot happier than, than the boos for the away end, which probably shows you where both teams are currently sitting. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, the first half hour, first 40 minutes really frustrated me. I, I don't think we, we got at them enough. I think we showed them far too much respect given how minced they really are, um, stood off them. But if the ref gives that penalty, as he should have, because it is, again, Gordon's right, you don't need VAR to see that's a penalty. I don't know if he thinks that Stevenson's got his head to the ball first. I don't know if that's, because I've seen people saying that might be what he was signalling for, but you can see clear as day, it's not. It's two hands in the side of him, he's pushed them over. It's, it's a penalty, and Stevenson's off. And I don't know if that's partly clouded his judgment there as well as having to, having to send Stevenson off that early in the derby. Um, but no, I think second half, we absolutely dominated them. Um, and we were just unlucky. I think there's we created enough to win the game. Again, another stonewall penalty decision right in the referee's view. It's Gordon saying he's got to follow the ball. He is following the ball. You watch him. He's following it as clear as day. And then not only does he not give the penalty, then gives a free kick to Hibs for it, hitting Portis in the face. Portis is about three yards away for the ball. It's it's comical. Um, but at the end of, end of the day, we should be beating Hibs. Home or away this season. They're, they're poor. We've not beaten them in two attempts. They're missing, they've they lost their only attacking threat. We should have been, we shouldn't have been as cautious in the first half hour. We we gave them far too much respect, got them promised they, they had their two offside the one where Nisbet hit the post and they were offside and the one they scored that was offside and that gave their fans a bit of belief and the atmosphere kind of changed we got on the players backs a bit they were they were behind them we should never have went down and allowed them to play we should have been at them for the minute the minute the game started and I think you'd have seen a totally different outcome but I think we yeah we, we let them get in the game too much in the first half anyway I think it was a total contrast from from the first derby this season you know where where both teams I thought were pretty evenly matched um, both teams kind of went at each other that day and, and created more than enough really good chances, but the goalkeepers were both in fine form. I think the difference between this one was um, only one goalkeeper had to be in fine form. Craig Gordon's not made a save. And um, and I, I think I think that's a frustrating thing for me. I think that a first derby could have went either way. Um, that was a different Hibs team from the one I think now. They're under a different manager. They're clearly, um, they're a lot worse in my opinion. Um, and obviously going to Easter Road, it doesn't matter how well you're doing, it'll always be a tough game because they'll they'll have the crowd on on their side. And yeah, I, I agree with Calvin completely. I, I think we said in the last podcast that the start was going to be hugely important. If Hearts turned up, set the tempo early, and and got in their faces, and and maybe got an early goal, that the the crowd would would, would get on Hibs's back. And 
but it, again, it was the polar opposite, and um, we were too sluggish, a little bit passive, and we let them have probably more, too much of the ball, in my opinion. Although they weren't really doing much with it, they it was still giving the home support encouragement, and you seen the Hibs side get a little bit more belief, and they started to, like I say, their only main threat came from set plays, but you seen that's what they were trying to play for. Um, and the first, I don't know if it was a corner or a free kick they got, the first time they had the opportunity to put the ball into the box, um, it almost uh, came from a chance. And they won that first header. And you could almost argue that they, kind of, they bullied the, the heart centre-halves in that first half hour. So that, that was the most disappointing thing for me. But when the game settled down um, and we started creating chances, you could clearly see that we were a better side than they were. But that is definitely the frustrating thing, is that, that we didn't manage to turn our dominance into goals. Um, we've certainly seen a lot better Hearts performances down there, but um, I think in the grand scheme of things, I'm not overly disappointed with the way that the team played. More frustrated, I think. And um, I think on another night, if Hearts, I would love to think that the next time Hearts play Hibs, um, they'll be in a very good position to beat them. Next time Hearts play Hibs, obviously, Tincastle, it's a different game, Calvin. Down Easter Road, do you think Nielsen plays the occasion too much? You said about the slow start earlier. Yeah, I mean, you could put that, you could level that for for most bigger games. He seems to try and work out how teams are going to play first before allowing us to play. And while I can get that against Rangers and Celtic because they're far better sides, if if that was a team, if that, any other team in that form playing that way and it wasn't a derby, he goes down and he lets us get at them for the first minute. And it's I think you're right, it's I think that's the occasion. He's, he's like he's probably went down there, go don't concede an early goal. I think even if we go out there and blit and play how we normally do, it doesn't really matter if we concede an early goal. I think we'd still come back and score a couple. We're a far better side than them. Um I think as long as we were creating chances, we would start to score them. I think we just gave them too much respect for a team that don't really deserve any. They're they're where they are on the table for a reason. They've won one game in I think what won two since Maloney came in, but that's two wins in about twelve or thirteen matches. Like they're they're dropping down the league at some pace. They look totally devoid of confidence. That's Livingston and Mirren both went Easter Road in recent weeks and turned them over. They're no. Yeah, I think any other team had had we went to St Mirren Park or Ross County, not saying Manessa would have won the game. I mean, last night kind of proved that that's not the case, but the way we started last night is how we would have started against any other team that wasn't Hibs or Aberdeen in that current form. So, yeah, I think he does. I think you're right. I think he's playing the occasion a bit too much. Yeah, listen, we've commented on his big game record um, a fair bit. And um, listen, you just need to look, to look back on his first spell and then this spell again. And he's never won at Easter Road. Um, hasn't beaten Aberdeen this season. Hasn't beaten them this season. Obviously beat Celtic on the opening day, but since then we've lost to them three times. We've lost to Rangers uh, twice. So it's disappointing. I think if uh, the contrast in, in all of those matches, if you look back on them, is that we've started every single one of them pretty much the same way, um, slow and pretty sluggish. And that's the most frustrating thing for me is, is that you want to see your team really be at it in these big games because, you know, they're, they're the key ones. Um, I know we're 10 points clear in third, but if you think about the, the points that we've dropped in the, in the bigger games, could have been a hell of a, a hell of a lot further and more comfortable up. Um, 
and particularly how poor Hibs and Aberdeen have been this season. I mean, there's the derby sandwiched between defeats for Hibs at home to Livingston and St Mirren. And you think with, uh, and you know, they conceded three to Livingston, and then they've conceded obviously one at home at St Mirren, but uh, I believe it could have been more. Um, so it's, it really is just frustrating um, that, that we haven't been able to win that game. Yeah, I think Calvin's right in terms of Nielsen maybe does look at, at other sides and it, it wouldn't surprise me if he probably did say that to, to his team, you know, don't give them an early goal, but it should be the the opposite for me. You want to see your manager go go there and get an early goal. Um, never mind what they're doing. If you play your game, and of course there'll be nights where, where your team's not at it, but that, that's football and no one's expecting Hearts to win every week, but you expect to see an improvement and you expect to see your team kind of learn from, from their mistakes. And I just think it just seems to be repeating itself constantly every time we go into one of these bigger games. It always turns out the same way. We start poorly, then we come on to a game in the second half and um, either we're getting beat by this point or the game's level and we just don't have enough in the second half. But you feel if we had that intensity from the very first half, we probably would have won the game quite comfortably. So, yeah, um, really, really frustrating. And I think that um, is a bit of a monkey on Nielsen's back that, that he needs to certainly shake off because... The longer he keeps dropping points in these games, I think the 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 longer that his position becomes more questionable. And um, you know, listen, we we all want a bit of longevity. We all want consistency at the football club. And I have no problem with with um, Nielsen being the manager at the moment. And I, I certainly feel that you know he certainly deserves. He doesn't deserve to be sacked anyway. Um, but is he the man to take the club forward going going long term? Who knows? Um, I think that the summer and next season will probably be key for that. And you just hope that he starts learning from his mistakes and we do see more dominating performances because we'll obviously come on to Rangers. For me, that was an embarrassment and an absolute disgrace. Dundee likewise. And, you know, you can't, you can't get away with results and performances like that. I know the players have a lot to do with it, but I just feel that, that your manager needs to make certain decisions. And um, like like Calvin was saying, um, the, the start at Easter Road was was similar to, to what we've seen before. Two words out of my mouth there, Gordon. We're going to talk about the Rangers game, 5-0 five, five defeat. Um, Jamie and Spencer often say to us, Robbie's never been embarrassed in Glasgow that was a complete embarrassment on Sunday, wasn't it, Calvin? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, it was Robbie never embarrassed in Glasgow. Nielsen, though, he's been well and truly humbled on that one. Um, yeah, I, I just <laughs> lost my words. The first half was very much the same as the last time we went through Ibrox, and we got a point. So when it got to half time, and we're only 1 0 down, and I mean, sitting in the pub before we get to half time, 0 0 or 1 0, I think we're well in the game. I think we'll get something out of the game because we're a second-half team. We showed that Easter road. We showed that in most games this season. And as long as we're out of the game by half-time, we're well in this. And then we came out the second half and we were well in it. We had three or four very, very good chances to get an equaliser back. And then as soon as we conceded the second, it's like they just went, oh, what's the point? And what I really don't get is, is how... I mean, admittedly, I've only seen the first three goals. I wasn't hanging around. It was too cold. I was too hungover. I wanted to get the last tube back to Glasgow without uh, without having to walk. So I've not seen the, the other two goals back. But what I'd fail to understand is how a team 
as defensively sound as us for the majority of the season, ships three goals after you're already out of the game. Like, why not just shut up shop? We've got the defensive players to do it. We've got enough defensive midfielders to do it. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever to lose another two goals when you're already out of the game through there. I did find it quite funny when we all did leave at 3-0 and the, the music just starts playing. It's great goal music, but terrible music to walk out to, Calvin, isn't it? I don't know. It's quite good storming out music. You can storm out and time it as well. We, we toe-tappers, but it was just... I don't really get what the, what his setup was all about in the first instance. I don't really get the point you bring McInev in after, what, three months and you play him out, out wide. I, I, we said it before. I mean... I don't know what the issue with Sims was. That seemed like the sort of game that would have been absolutely perfectly suited to a player like Sims. Um, yeah, there was just so much wrong with the way we started. But I say we got in at half time, and I thought, you know what? And there is a couple of those chances where you have to, like, not not taking any of the blame away from Nielsen here, but Cammy Devlin has to score. He has to. And the one from Atkinson as well, it's, it's a bit more difficult, but he's got to get that on target. And the one back to Barney McKay slightly better touch and he's in one-on-one -on -one. and then after that we just fell to pieces and it's it was an embarrassment like you know the hearts the old hearts teams under Levine etc Stendhal whatever they went through to Glasgow and got scurried four or five now on regular occasions they were awful sides right they, they were terrible heart sides it was still shameful like you still shouldn't be getting beat four or five now everything you go through it but you could go well they're terrible teams playing against the two best teams in the league the two best teams in the league could treat us more as a rival than any other teams in the league. So they want to, they want to embarrass us. But that Hearts team should be really ashamed of that because they're not that bad a side. Every other game against the, the old firm this season has been close. Every other one has had one goal in it aside for Rangers at Tynecastle. But even that game, we were well in it until Ginelli got sent off. And I think if we scored a goal in that game, we'd have probably came back to came back to get something. High-flying Celtic, who are probably the best team in the league at the moment, came to Tynecastle a week and we're half a millimetre away from getting a draw out of the game. So to then go from that to go through Ibrox and just totally capitulate is it's shambolic. And you can say, oh, well, there's defenders out, all oh, this, that, and the next thing. It doesn't matter. Like the midfield on its own should be strong enough to not allow that to happen. We've got the best goalkeeper in the country by a by a mile, and he's not got a chance for any of them. It's just he's just completely alone. And yeah, I, I think it's it's poor. And I think once you go 2 0 down, just shut up shop. You're not coming back for 2 0 down with 25 minutes to go through there. Right. So just shut up shop. Nobody would be sitting there greeting about a 2 0 defeat. I'd be, you'd be annoyed by it. Either. I wish we'd tied it hard. I got something out of the game. But there's a massive difference. I've run of the mill 2 0 defeat in Glasgow and a 5 0 hammering. It is about fine margins, Gordon, isn't it? In Glasgow and in the big games. And like Calvin said, we just weren't, we just didn't make those fine margins, did we? We have plenty of chances in the middle of that second half. If we take one of them, then it's a different game, isn't it? Yeah, if spots and maybes. I thought it was an utterly pathetic and embarrassing performance. Um, we said last week that it was almost a free hit for Hearts in a way, and you wanted us to go there and show what we're all about, kind of turn up with a little bit of swagger. Rangers were obviously licking their wounds. Um the, the the crowd would naturally, as, as the game went on, particularly if it was tight, they'd become nervy. And I think you saw that. I mean, even when Rangers went 1-0 up, um, as the the longer they didn't get that second goal, 
and certainly the more hearts started to come into the game, you, you felt that the crowd were starting to turn a little bit and, and you could sense that Rangers were getting a little bit nervy. And that's what pisses me off about the first half is the fact that we, I don't even know what we set up to do, to be perfectly honest with you. I can't understand why Sims wasn't um, wasn't in the starting 11 because I think if you're going to want to, uh, if if you want an out ball, I think he's certainly a better striker than what what Boyce is because he's got a bit of pace. Um, he can hold the ball up well. He's good in the air. He can bring players into the game. Um, it just baffled me. I mean, he's he's bringing him. He's bringing Mac and and who a guy we've not seen in weeks, and he, he plays him out of position. Um, he played Mackay through the centre. Was totally ineffective. We just couldn't get into the game, and uh, obviously we give Rangers the early goal. Um, and to be a performance, we they could have scored three or four in that first half. I thought Hearts were poor. I think the the first time we got into the Rangers box was the forty fourth minute, and it was just I just thought the way we set up again was was we shot ourselves in the foot. We should have went there and been brave. I appreciate Rangers are a decent side, and they've obviously got really good players and. Certainly, um, that first 25 minutes, half an hour, they were absolutely on it. But um, it's besides the point, you know, like, like I say, that there was an opportunity there because the longer the game goes where, where Rangers aren't winning and or, or they haven't got a, a clear margin, they get nervy. And we started the second half how we probably should have started the game. The the Devlin one is an embarrassment. I mean, uh, how he doesn't get that on target is, is, is a ridiculous miss. Um, Mackay, probably unlucky. Um, Atkinson won as well. Um, I, I don't know if he gets caught in two minds whether or not he wants to try and put into the the the, the back sort of post or or um, try and score himself. So um, fine margins as you say in regards to that. But Rangers get the second goal against the run of play. We're a bit sloppy in possession, give away the ball uh, the, the the ball quite easily, and then obviously Morelos is a really good finish. And, and like you say, you know you're two 0 down. You should just sort of reset a little bit, keep it tight for the next sort of five, ten minutes, see if you can maybe nick a goal and, and see what happens after that. But to give away the third, um, so soon after the second one went in, particularly when their their fans have relaxed and you've seen the Rangers players starting to relax a little bit as well. For me, that's schoolboy, total schoolboy stuff. And uh, in, in the end, you're, you're, you're always going to be on the end of a hiding when you've got that type of mentality. It's almost kamikaze at times and... Uh, Listen, we walked to a third, absolutely, but it could have been three thirty seconds before that. They missed a really good opportunity. Um, the the fourth and fifth obviously come. I think I think it's something within like a twelve minute period, and I heard that they could have easily had a sixth as well. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know what was happening there. You know, you, Nielsen called it kind of a, a blip in the road, and probably the first major one that we've had this season. Um, not sure I agree with that, but it was certainly a, a batter and, and one that I didn't actually see coming. You know, I, I didn't think Hearts would win the game. Um, didn't even think they'd probably get a point, but I expected us to go there and, and compete a lot better and, and show what we're all about. And for me, it just highlighted maybe the few things that, that we need to improve on and we're maybe not as good as what we probably thought we were. And we're, we're maybe still four or five really quality signings away from going to Glasgow and, and being a lot closer to them. Um, it's frustrating, it, it really is, and I think we it, it's got to be a lot better than that. And, um, yeah, but you like your wounds and, and you come away from, from Ibrox and you think, right, we've got the perfect opportunity against Dundee. And, um, yeah, just a, a, a really, really... And you just hope that the result from Ibrox hasn't 
really kind of battered everyone's confidence and, and now their heads are starting to go down because, listen, a, a big result can certainly do that. And it's up to the manager now to, to pick them up again and uh, and dust them off and go from there because there was a lot of young players who were playing in, in that, that game, particularly defensively, you know, your Atkinson and, and Civic in particular. And then obviously Moores came in as well and it looks like his confidence is completely shot to bits. And I think you've seen that on Tuesday. Um, and doings can do that to teams. And um, listen, I, I don't know who told them to keep going attacking and, and trying to get a goal as if somehow being 3-0 down, if you get one back, you're in the game. Nonsense. You're not going to go and score three goals against that Rangers team. Um, it's just not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a really damaging day. And um, and like I say, we, we walked to as soon as the third went in. I, I wasn't sitting watching watching that. We'll move on and chat a little bit about um, last night's game against Dundee, Calvin. Um, did you see that coming? No, no, I didn't. I'm going to be honest, I expected a, a reaction from from the Rangers game. Um, I thought of all the games to have after a, after a hiding like that is rock bottom of the table at home, a team who've not won in nine at home. And you go, like our home record this season, the only teams that have won there so far have been Rangers and Celtic. And it's been close. We moved to for one of the only teams that had to drop points that was Dundee. But, you know, I, I sort of went, this, you know, has to be a game where we just come out. The one thing I always give Nielsen credit for generally is run of the mill home wins. Sam, we've not had for the last five years, but he genuinely is his record against the St Johnston, Dundee, Livingston, etc. at home tend to just be turn up, one, two, or three nil, go home. So I expected that last night. I kind of hoped that maybe we'd try and do what Rangers done to us and you know give somebody a bit of a, a pagger in to say, look, that's that was a blip. I brought was a total blip. And the way we started the game, I actually thought we were gonna. I thought, you know, we scored quite early on. We had a load of chances. Their goalkeeper was pretty suspect at the first goal, but then somehow morphed into Prime Craig Gordon for the next the next 25 minutes of the game. Um and then it fell to pieces in the second half and I think as much as you can criticise you can, I mean, people say oh, the manager can't put the ball in the net for the strikers etc you should be beating Dundee at home even by 1-0 should be enough with the players we've got out there and I think Nielsen completely lost the plot in the second half I think it's one of the few results few poor results where I can 100% of the blame has to lie at his feet because you could see that it wasn't working the, the last 10 5-10 to minutes of the first half Dundee really grew into the game there's a few good chances for Adam, Adam set pieces and cross balls that they just didn't take advantage of. Thought they would change at half time, and he sat there. He sat there and he waited. They finally got their goal. It was a stroke of luck, but they were trying. At that point, they were knocking on the door, and it was a bit of a stroke of luck. But you could see like Moore was having a horrible game. Um, the midfield's all over the place. I don't really know what he's doing with this trying to shoehorn Boyce and Sims into a front three together. You play them together as a two, or just play one. We've got enough attacking wide players that we don't need to try and shoehorn players into these positions. Um, the obvious change at that point in time at one all was Janelli for Moore because Moore was completely shot. I actually felt sorry for the guy. Like He played poorly, but defensively, he wasn't tested. So you could easily bring on a winger to play his right wing back because Dundee weren't attacking down the wings. They were just playing balls in over the top. So there's no real need. They didn't have to be defensively sound, but every time the ball went in, he just doesn't have the pace to play there. It's not like he wasn't getting into good positions, reading where he should be, but every time he got the ball, Dundee had a man covering him because he just isn't quick enough to get past him. 
Um, so he was constantly turning back on himself, crowd and getting frustrated. I think Nielsen takes him off then, because I've said it for about five minutes, that he's going to cost us a game if he stays on, because when a player's confidence is gone like that, in those sort of conditions as well. And then what happened, happened. The ball comes in. Moore's supposed to be marking the guy. The guy steals a yard on him. Boom, 2-1. And it was just a shambles. And then to switch to a four, when a four wasn't needed, he then moves Barry Mackay, who's the most creative player in the park, and moves him out of position, where he's completely ineffective. Um, moves to a four, you can see them all point at each other, going, what's the script here? Who's meant to be playing where? Taking Halliday off, who was one of the more effective of the defenders last night. It was really, really poor. He then takes, because he's moved Mackay in a totally ineffective position, he takes Mackay off, and then we had zero creativity after that point. We never looked like scoring again after that. And it was just, it was, I, I, I think he just, I think he thought it was going to be a stroll in the park. And when it didn't go his way, he just completely lost the plot and didn't know what to do to fix it. And he couldn't figure out, so he just kept chucking on players in the hope that something would come of it. And it just, it was just a shambles. Does that show an inexperienced Gordon? You know, he can't, he, he makes a decision, he sets his team up, but he doesn't know how to change it if it's going wrong. No, I wouldn't say he's an inexperienced. He's, he's been a manager for long enough now. Um, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, certainly first half, I thought, um, well, the first 40 minutes anyway, so Hearts were in cruise control. Um, didn't look like conceding. Thought second goal was inevitable. Um, thought we started the game how I thought we probably would start it. Although, I mean, the tempo was maybe lacking a little bit, but after we created that kind of first real chance, you, you've seen us sort of going for it a little bit more. And I thought Sims was was effective again. Uh, took his goal well. Mackay should score for me. Um, you know, where, where, where he gets the ball and he dinks it over the goalie and it, it just doesn't stare. And you think, well, that second goal's coming. Uh, like Calvin says, I thought the goalie looked very suspect. And I thought, just shoot. You know, test test the guy because he, he does look like he's a little bit dodgy. And I thought Charlie Adam was another challenge away from getting a, a red card, to be honest. You know, I thought he had completely lost the plot himself. Um, so everything was going hearts his way. And then they started to create a, a couple of chances towards the end of the second half. Uh, sorry, the first half, they got a few uh, a wee flurry of corners. And um, and I think that gave them a little bit of confidence. And certainly they, they started the second half that way. I thought hearts were sluggish starting the second half, they get the equaliser and then suddenly, you know, the, the whole game turns. Um, Dundee suddenly have that bit of confidence now that they've got the goal and, and they fancy it a little bit and Hearts just looked a little bit flat. Again, you know, maybe the confidence had kind of been swept out of them, but even if you concede a goal, you should, you should still... That should That's what worries me a little bit about about that team. You know, they've conceded the goal there and instead of, of seeing a reaction right away and and starting to create chances. And we had a couple of half chances, you know, but nothing clear cut. Um, I don't really recall the goalkeeper having to sort of make a real save in the second half or be properly tested. And and then the, the subs for me are just absolutely embarrassing. And um, I just, like I said, I don't know why I took Halliday off. Um, obviously, it was to change the shape. But for me, Halliday was playing quite well, I thought. Um and then the 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 Mackay one's a disgrace. It really is. He's he, for me, he's our most creative player in the park. You already insist his name. If anybody's going to get us out of of this mess, it's going to be him to bring Woodburn on. Who did he even touch the ball? You know, I think his first touch was actually a corner, um, that didn't even beat the first man. That set the tempo for his performance. Um, Ginelli comes on, doesn't really do anything. 
GMS comes on it. I mean, t- towards the end there, I mean, we had one centre mid on the park and he, he had bought GMS on from. It was like, just throw every attacking player that we have on and see what happens. And yeah, it was it was a gutless second half performance. You know, when you're getting outsmarted and out-tactic by James McPake, I think that's when you really have to start worrying um, about what sort of manager you have. And um, listen, that, that really should have been a, a game that Hearts took control in and, and won it by four or five goals and thought to themselves, yeah, we've got an opportunity to, um, to get our goal difference back up again. And yeah, a very damaging night for Hearts and um, one that I didn't see coming either. Um, I thought we'd have got a reaction and um, you just hope that, again, it, it doesn't derail the entire season because it, I think it was a real shock, shocking result. I think everybody in the league would have, um, I mean, listen, anybody can go to Ibrox and get barred 5-0. I suppose it's not really the most eyebrow-raising result, but certainly I think last night was a thing when people would have looked to that and thought, Christ, Dundee have won at Tynecastle, especially coming back from a goal, a goal down um, to do so. Worrying, very worrying, and um, yeah, well, we need Halkett back. I think. Um, don't remember. I, I didn't think I would ever say that. Um, but credit to him, you know. I think we we obviously missed that kind of um, consistency in, in our back line, and and clearly, um, Moore needs to be taken out of the team, and and because I don't think he's necessarily a bad player, but I just think uh, he's obviously short of confidence at the moment. I think the. We de- desperately need to invest in our back line, absolutely. Because when you're, you know, Danny Mullen and Zach uh, Rudden are giving you giving you issues, then, you know, you've really got to start worrying. I always, I don't know what Nielsen's obsession is with this, having to play three centre-halves all the time, you know. I would have loved to have seen an extra midfielder in the middle of the park and really dominate the game and take take control of it. Um, I thought last night might have been a game for McInef or even Pollock or something like that, you know, change it up a little bit. Um, fair enough, Haring coming back into the team because I thought Devlin deserved to be dropped. But, you know, why not play an extra midfielder rather than just, just keeping the same formation? I think when teams work out how to play against Hearts, um, you know, they they, they do, they, they are able to create chances. And I think you just need to flood the midfield and... Um, if you and that's what Dundee obviously done second half and they tried to change it a little bit but just the wrong personnel and, and playing players out of position and you've got to keep your best players in the park and for me taking Mackay off at 1-1 was criminal It's about, it's about playing the players in the correct positions you know they, Kingsley's good in a back three but his best position is probably left back you could argue you play that four against Dundee instead of a five it's a different game, isn't it? You're allowed one more midfielder, as you say. Boyce and Sims, yeah. that's not working, is it? No, I, I feel like he's... See, Liam Boyce is a penalty box striker. Um, unfortunately, he's, he's not got... Uh, he's not blessed with a tremendous amount of pace. He's not... His strongest game isn't even holding the ball up. It's it's scoring goals. And if you get the guy into the box, he will score goals for you. Um you know, strikers are like anything, you know, they're, they're confidence players. And when you play a, a player out of position or you ask him to do a little bit um, else and he gets a little bit of stick for it, it's only natural that he'll be trying even harder to do things that he wouldn't normally do. And um, listen, Sims has done well. He started well, but I think you've, you've either got to work out how to play both of them or you just play one of them. And for me at the moment, Sims is obviously the, 
the form striker. Naturally, he'll, he'll have a lot of loyalty for Boyce because he's obviously the club's top goal scorer, and that's fair enough. But I think when, when it comes to um, players in, in form, Sims is definitely the, the, the one that's got the bit between his teeth at the moment. And I think um, you should really be maybe looking at starting him in a front three then and maybe just resting Boyce and giving him a little chance because Boyce will come back even stronger. I've no doubt about that. The guy's got a really good mentality. But he's he's struggling a little bit uh, to to get him and Mackay and Sims on to the team, and I think that's the the, the problem. Try them and try Sims in the centre of front three, um, and see how he does there. Um, but I just go back to you know he's 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 got this obsession with his back three, and I think Kingsley me is a tremendous player, and he's done really well at centre half this season, left centre half, but. He can easily play left back, and we know he's got a tremendous amount of attacking qualities. And I think, um, you know, Howard, he can can play kind of anywhere in, in the midfield. He can either play sort of left midfield, or you, or you can bring him maybe even in the centre a little bit. I mean, if you maybe played him in there um, as that extra midfielder rather than taking him off, maybe maybe he would have had more success. I don't know, but it's worrying. Um, and it just shows you that we're, we're probably still, certainly in the attacking, attacking third, because I think I mentioned it last week again there, that, that the amount of players that, that we have available that are obviously probably going to leave in the summer, you know, I think Woodburn, you don't keep him on. I think uh, Cochrane, I wouldn't bother keeping on. Um, as Ginelli and, and, and GMS, are you going to keep them? I think maybe you probably get rid of one of them. Um, Sims goes back to Everton. If there's a chance to keep him, then then great, you try and do so. But you've probably got to buy three sort of attacking players, really, that are a lot better than what we've got at the moment. I just don't think we've spread the goals around enough. You know, obviously, Boyce has scored the, the bulk of them, but, you know, I think what Woodburn's maybe only scored three, possibly. Gino's only, I think, scored three as well. GMS, two or three, possibly. Mackay hasn't scored any, although not for the want of trying. I think he more than makes up for it for the amount of assists that he gets. So for me, we've got to add more goals to our game, uh, certainly from midfield as well. I want to see a box-to-box type striker, uh, sorry, striker, a midfielder in there um, where we can change it up a bit, where we have two or three different styles of playing. It just feels like we just stick to the same formation, but it's like we don't have a plan B or C. And, uh, and maybe that comes down to Maybe it is an experience. Maybe it is, or maybe it's just not enough quality. I don't know. But disappointing. It really is disappointing. I think it's a wake up call, and um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can we can have a, a strong end of the season. I think we've got a decent enough run of fixtures now. Uh, the couple obviously be hugely important, but it's important that they do bounce back and they don't dwell on on these last two games here because the last thing you want is is for us to chuck this third third place away because it's a really golden opportunity for us to get group stage football and like I say what it'll do to the football club if um, if, it, if they can make it happen Gordon talked a little bit there Calvin about um, inexperience, quality there just wasn't enough desire last night was there? Um, no nah, I'd say we started well um, I, I don't really know how you go from starting the way we did to, to finishing the way we did I think, I don't know if they just thought once they went to go up, it was job done. I mean, Dundee looked a hungrier side in the second half. They're obviously fighting for their lives. There's a massive difference in a side that's coasting in third. I don't know how long we're going to, be able to keep saying that for. And a team that's fighting to stay up because 
all the other teams in that part of the league are starting to pick up points. So Dundee really needed to get something last night or they were going to get cut adrift. Um, so yeah, there's there's a large part of that. I'm not I'm not sure lack lack of desire. Yeah, I mean, you can probably level that for last night. I think I don't know if they just didn't fancy it off the weather or what. When they came back out at half time, they just went, that job's done. We'll just sort of because we we done that against Motherwell the other week. We kind of just sort sorted out the second half and just kind of done that with a lot of games at Tynecastle this season. St Johnston a couple of weeks ago was the same. Like, can nobody was a ten out of ten performer. There was just everyone just sort of done their jobs, got the job done. That's saying earlier that's kind of hallmark of Nielsen's uh, tenure perhaps is against the smaller sides at home, they just kind of get the job done. Uh, I think they probably went in last night and thought, hey, we're one nil up, get a second goal at some point in the second half and job's done up the road. Rather than coming out and going, oh, we got hammered 5-0 on Saturday, let's go and do that to somebody else and get the get the fans back on side and get send everyone home happy. And then you come out to a Dundee side who probably done exactly what we should have done at Ibrox. They went in at half-time, but we're not, like, weathered the storm here. They, like, Hearts battered as the first half, but we're still in the game go out, grab a goal, see what happens. And they went out, they grabbed, they got their goal and we fell to pieces. We absolutely fell to pieces. So I think it was just a case that he came up against a side that was that did want it more than us, which is really disappointing given the, the players we've got. Are we a lucky team, Gordon, considering that the rest of the league seems to just be picking points off each other? Maybe. I mean, we've probably been the most consistent of, of the sides um, that were in the hunt for Europe, I would say. Um, I don't know about lucky. Um, I think we've probably been more unlucky at times this season than perhaps lucky. I, I don't recall too many times when heart where, where I thought that Hearts were unlucky in games. Um, sorry, lucky, but um, I don't know. It's difficult to say really. I think hopefully as time goes on, um, we can up it again, um, and and finish the job, and I think they will. But you want you want to see us do a little bit style. You don't really want to see um, the season fizzle out like it did back in. Um, I think it was was it ten eleven, um, where we basically had third secured by February, um, and then we just and, and I think we were something like you know, fifteen points clear at Dundee United at that point, um, and there was that week group as well. Motherwell were in there and things like that. Um, where they, they, they had a really where they were all taking points off each other and the same sort of thing happened that that, that time and um it dwindled out and we only ended up finishing three points ahead of uh, of Dundee United. So I, I don't want that to be the case. You want to do a little bit of swagger. You want to finish the uh, the season at, at, the, at the very least ten points clear. Um so yeah, uh, I think they, they they'll hopefully pick themselves up. Massive game this weekend in the cup off saying then you you're away at St Johnson, away at St Mirren. Um Two tricky away away games in terms of St Johnston. We have a terrible record up there anyway, but the important thing is that, that we make sure that we play as well as we did last time, and hopefully we get the win because the pressure's on them. Um, St Mirren as well will be tough because they've had a, a really good run of form. So I think it's important that Hearts certainly do not lose both games because that would really be a disaster, and the pressure absolutely would be on. I think it's important that they try and bounce back, beat Livingston this weekend. And then obviously going to those games and and at the very least come away with four points, I think if not six. So we'll see what happens. But um yeah, we've got a decent enough run of fixtures, but we certainly need to to be at it and and play a hell of a lot better than, than we did last night. 
It was nice last night hearing one of the classics from the songbook, Calvin. The, the old boo came back. It's been a while. Um, it has been a while at Tyne Castle. Um, we've been pretty consistent. I think that's like what Gordon was saying about us not exactly being lucky. I think we've been the most consistent side outside the, the top two this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the players deserved the boo last night. I think there was a, I think there was some, I think sometimes it can be a bit over the top. I mean, I, I love a good boo, but I'm just quite miserable when it comes to the football. But I think that was thoroughly deserved. I don't think there can be any Hearts player that walked off last night disappointed that the fans got on their back. I mean, it was a terrible performance against a terrible side. So yeah, thoroughly deserved boos all around. I actually left slightly early, so I didn't. I mean, I booed on the way down the stairs. Obviously, you have to. But um, no, I'd, I'd, I'd had enough. I was freezing. It was clear we weren't going to score. Um, and there just came a point where it just didn't seem worth hanging around for. What, not even to hang around to boo? That's what a lot of Hearts fans love to do, Calvin. Well, well I kind of wanted to, but I don't know, there was... I mean, I didn't leave like, oh. I didn't leave like massively. I was pretty much, it was well, like a minute to go in injury time. And I just went, ah, there's no point. I'm not going to score here. A lot of people actually walked to it when Dundee made it 2-1 and there was still 15 minutes to go. So I think it summed up the feeling around the ground that it was just so flat. Yeah. People were, were absolutely fed up. And I think, um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, the, the, the crowd was really flat the entire game. I, I don't know why that was, if it was just because it was a, a miserable cold night and we were playing against a lot of shite. I don't know. But you kind of need the, you need the players to sort of get the fans up for it a little bit. You know, I don't think you can... Um, I don't think that I would blame the fans for last night, but I think um, the players definitely need to get them on song and on side. And uh, it was just, yeah, I just thought it was flat, yeah. you know. It's, it's a long way from the old five or six seasons where Tynecastle was packed to the rafters because they were seeing really entertaining football. I know we're third in the league, and obviously the crowds have been really good this season, but you feel like if Hearts had a really exciting team on the park, the place would be full even for nights like last night. And yeah. I still think we're a wee bit away from that, unfortunately. I think I think one of the big problems last night, I mean, I was saying it before the game, is that I just I couldn't be bothered last night. I think we've had... I, I just don't get the point in this. We have a winter break. I know obviously it was different because the government banned us. We got the football again. But I think you have a winter break and then you come back from that and you're playing a game every three days for the best part of a month and a bit. I think, obviously... Not everyone goes every week, but we go home. We, we've been every game since then. And I think that does just get to a point where you just go, I can't really be bothered. Like, the weather was miserable last night. It was horrendous. We've just played three very big games as well, like Hibs, Celtic and Rangers and that. Dundee at home, you're just sort of, I just, I, I personally couldn't be bothered. I still went, obviously, but I get why the, the ground the atmosphere was a bit flat to that last night. Like, if you're going to buy a ticket, like, people can't afford that as well. That's the other thing. Like, if you've not got a season ticket, that's a lot of games to pay for. And if you're going mm. to pay for any game, you're going to pay for um, Celtic at home or Motherwell. I mean, Motherwell on a Saturday at three o'clock. You're not paying for Dundee at Dundee on a freezing cold Wednesday night in the middle of February. Like nobody's, if you, if you can only choose one or two games, that's the bottom of the list. So I get, I get why people don't go. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I personally think Mr. Trick, you know, I thought when these games were announced that they were going to be playing, you know, the three midweek games uh, at home. They, they they really should have put um like a match package together. Yeah. And 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 be like, you know, pay for one game and get two free or something like that. You know, I think they really missed an opportunity where where, where they could have um they could have had the stadium pretty much full for all three games. 
I mean, you, you don't need to tell me, Calvin. I mean, I just came from Newcastle the night before watching Everton get pumped. I mean, that's 10 goals. I've seen my team ship in three bloody days. So, um, although two of them I obviously didn't watch. Uh, Ibrox had left by this point, but nevertheless, painful either way. Um, so sometimes you do think to yourself, is, is there too much football? Certainly after uh, after watching 10 goals, yeah, I think I think I was certainly feeling that way. But I, I don't know, I, I like a midweek game at home. Um, I don't really, it doesn't really matter who we play. I, I, it doesn't matter when it is. I, I still quite enjoy it. I wouldn't say I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel like I couldn't be bothered. I just thought that it's quite easy for for us to go along at Castle and, and for the crowd to be a little bit flat. I just feel like if they were watching maybe a better side, a more exciting side, then perhaps it would have been a lot better for for, for the fans. I just feel like that we don't do enough to make it a spectacle uh, these days, you know. In the contrast, I went down to St James's the other night there and it's a total event, you know, that's, that's the difference. And then you go to Tincastle and it's a little bit empty. People can't kind of really be bored with the night before. The atmosphere is electric. Everyone's up for it. It's full. Um, and that, that was just a run-of-the-mill Premier League game, although there was a lot riding on the actual game. Um, and I'm not comparing, you know, Newcastle v Everton to Hearts v Dundee, but in terms of the the clubs, it's quite a similar sort of game, really. Um, Newcastle being similar to Dundee in size. So, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. And... Um, it's quite, it's quite an interesting one that I think we should maybe, the, the Scottish Football Task Force should maybe look at how clubs like Hearts, Hibs, and credit to Hibs actually, because I thought the big screens thing that, that they had at Easter Road was really good. Um, I didn't agree with the the, the douchebag singing that, that crappy song before the, the game. I'm not quite into all that nonsense. Um, or Piper's playing a club legend. Um, well, he's not a club legend because he never won anything. He just scored a couple of goals. Um, onto the park um, before derbies and then giving them an interview. I'm not quite into that, but I like the whole um, goal completion thing. Although Hibs ran out of goals that they had actually scored, it just got to the stage where they put, started putting tackles of their players that were actually getting tackled rather than tackles they were making themselves. Strange club. Um, but I like the whole big screen thing. I like that. You know, I think it's I think it's quite good. And I think... Um, Hearts should should be looking at, at getting something similar, I think. Um, because I mean, even when you're playing Dundee, you could have a big screen on, you could have goals against Dundee on it, you know, and but I can. I just think there's ways of upping things a little bit and um reducing ticket prices for games against Dundee midweek, you know, make it a fiver for kids. Livingston are, are doing that at the moment, you know, games against St Mirren and, uh, and I think they played Ross County as well and they got three and a half thousand fans in for it because they were giving away free tickets. I'm not saying Hart should should give away free tickets, but I always remember um, when we were struggling a little bit for money and I think both games were actually against St Mirren. They'd done a, a ticket for a fiver thing um, or they and they'd done somewhere something similar against Dundee United for a big big game. I think it was under Shabba. It was like come home at Tincastle or something. Um, doing a wee kind of initiatives like that, I think Hart should should do that. And like I say, I think they missed a trick with um, not doing a three match a, a three match special for the the Celtic um, Dundee and uh, St Johnston games because I mean they, they they could have certainly got um, bigger attendances and and people would have been up for it a lot more. Um, we've obviously got Livingston coming up in the cup, Calvin. They're a tricky team 
Martindale's team, David Martindale's Livingston. Is this another banana skin for Hearts in the cup? I mean, yeah, it's, I wouldn't have said so before last night because I've said a few times tonight that Robbie's home record against the other side outside the top two is is fantastic. But they're on a good, they're a very good run. Um, they're pushing into the top six now. I think they might actually be in the top six after last night. They've got a player in Forest who seems to score every week. Defensively, they're solid. Martindale's a very, very good manager at this level. Um, I know he's not got the greatest amount of experience, but he's done really well. Well, they, I thought they might have plummeted after the. Uh, after they brought them in, but no, they've uh, they've done really well and they're, they're climbing up the table. So, so yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, not sure how it will go, but yeah, it's a bit of banana skin. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely as well. I think it's a, a very tricky game for Hearts. I think it's a Livingston will go there and they've got you know, listen, they'll fancy it. It's, it's a cup game for them. They're obviously not favourites. Um, but, but they'll see it as a free hit because their objective was to stay in the league. They're they're doing that quite comfortably. Um, they'll think to themselves, listen, we, we've got a chance to get in a cup quarterfinal. Why not? Let's go for it. So, I mean, Calvin talks about um, Nielsen's record against the, the sort of your run-of-the-mill teams at home. But mm, let's not forget his cup record. It's absolutely shite. And um, I think Livingston at home, would you really be surprised if they put Hearts out? I wouldn't. Um, but hopefully I'm wrong. Hearts go in there and, and certainly um, get a few early goals and, and put them to the sword like we did early in the season. I thought the game at, um, through in Livingston was uh, at the Tony Mac was it was a lot tighter and Hearts were actually fortunate to win that game. But I think certainly um, this is a massive one for, for Robbie Nielsen because if Hearts go out um, again, that's another game. Well, that's another run in the cup that he's not got hearts to even a quarter final, and um, and that's why a lot of a lot of the fans still aren't convinced by him. I think his cup record is uh, is very poor, and he's got to get that monkey off his back by at the very least getting to Hamden, and then depending on who you get, you know I think hearts have hearts get to a final, and they're playing against one of the old firm and they finish third. Then yeah, you you obviously you're desperate to see us win it because it's a trophy, but. At least if they lose, you're still guaranteed your group stage football. And you can say, well, you know, we've at least we've got European group stage football and we can come away from it still with a little bit of positivity. But um yeah, he's he's gotta make sure he gets to the final uh, or the semi at the very least and and see how we do from there. But tomorrow's a ma- uh, sorry, Saturday's a massive, massive game for him. Loses that, then I think things could turn very quickly. I think the score will be Calvin. Um, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go two one, two one hearts. I think Forrest will score for Livingston because he's the only player I know, and he scores every week. But yeah, like I agree with what Gordon was saying there about the about the cup record. This is a massive one for Nielsen. What I think about because if he does go out again, I think I mean the ideal scenario is we get to the semi final. I mean there's one or two ways look at we get to the semi final and there's no decent teams left in it. And then it's up to us to balls it up for there. Or we get to the semi-range and Celtic still in it. And then we're almost at that point guaranteed European group football, which is it's just huge. I just, I just love to be in that situation where you can pick and choose what European game you can go to. Maybe you've got weeks to save up for it rather than having to book a flight at the last minute to go somewhere. That sort of thing would be great. So, yeah, I think it's huge for him in a number of ways, this. We need, I mean, it just, he needs to get the monkey off his back. Like, if he's only... <laughs> 
if he's only cut Taiwan in what is it now two two years perhaps is uh, Ockham like Talbot. So all right, beat Hibs. Right, Hibs at Hamden doesn't count. Hi, everyone beats them. Everyone can beat them. Fucking St Johnson done it twice. Right, that's that's no, it's, it's not an achievement. Yeah, I think we'll get beat. Eh? I hope you're wrong, but it wouldn't it wouldn't massively so, surprise. Honestly, me. so they are. I really do hope I'm wrong, but I I've just I can just see it. Eh? Um, I just think Hearts at home at Livingston. I've just got, yeah, I've just got visions. I can just see, I can just see Martin Dale in the park, going up to the Livingston fans and cheering. I've just got that, that those nightmares. Eh? Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hearts turn up four 0 routine win, get some shite at home in the the quarter final, and then we're in the semi. That's what I hope happens. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think it'll no go one. Extra, I think it'll go to extra time. Yeah. I think it'll definitely go to extra time. I think it may go all the way actually. I think Hearts in that add of bit of form wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, with 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 the cup as well being it's not replays as well. I suppose it does add another dynamic to the tie, um, which is I think quite good in a sense. It means the game's done there and then. But yeah, I think I think with with the form we're in and the form Livingston are in, doing quite well. I think they'll be up for it. So I think it'll be a draw, 1-1. One, one. It'll go to penalties. And who knows? You just didn't want to say it, do you? What? Who's, who's winning the penalty shootout, Ross? Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Livingston are winning the penalty shootout. And like you, Gordon, I think Martin Dale will be up to the Livingston fans giving it big lift. Uh, yeah. They'll just prolong it. That's what hearts tend to do. Anyway, let's hope they don't prolong it. Let's hope Calvin is right. Um, Thank you both for joining me this week. Um, Yeah, hopefully we do get through in the cup. And as I said, Calvin is correct and me and Gordon are completely wrong. Until next week, goodbye.